0: services, and then in our Christmas Eve service, this idea of the clothing of the king. And we also had a devotional that, that some of you, I know, followed along with that, that we look at these instances in Scripture where clothing is mentioned. Uh, and believe it or not, that's a very significant detail whenever the Scriptures want to bring attention to clothing that someone wears. And you can kind of pause and reflect and dig deeper, and it helps us see uh, what Jesus has come to do for us. And, and this morning, as we conclude this series, as we uh, celebrate in this Christmas season, we focus on this small, but I would say very important detail that we get in our Christmas reading. Luke 2 verse 7 puts it this way, that she, she being Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in what? swaddling cloths. This is a small detail. No doubt you probably just read it and you go right past it, but, but there's a lot that we can think about and a lot we can kind of imagine about not only was Jesus, because Jesus was an infant, and what you do with infants is you swaddle them, and, and you do that because uh, they need to be kept warm, they need to be kept safe, for many things, but even like themselves, because I don't know if you've ever seen infants and little ones, uh, their arms just kind of flail about, right? Uh, And sometimes they can even harm themselves. And so swaddling gives them warmth, but also keeps them safe and secure. And so it's a very important thing to do with newborns. And Jesus, even though he's God, guess what he became? A newborn. And so Mary, being a good mother, wrapped him in the swaddling cloth. But not only was it meant to show that he is truly human while being fully God, what it also shows us is this, is this, this picture that Jesus was wrapped in these cloths to show you that he has wrapped you, that you are wrapped in something, that he has come and in his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, he has provided you things that you need. He's provided you warmth. He's provided you safety and security. That is what you are wrapped in. And so let's think about that, about how this Christ child, this baby to be born, as he is wrapped in swaddling cloths, his purpose in his life was to wrap you in these swaddling cloths. Firstly, he's wrapped you in warmth, that you are wrapped in the warmth of God. Now, uh, when, I think, when I say this idea of warmth, that you are wrapped in warmth through Jesus, um, what I think about is this, is that we live in a time and, and we live our lives and there are so many broken promises, like, there are so many broken promises that we experience from other people where someone makes a promise to you and we are shocked when they actually keep it, right? Like, someone actually says, I will do this for you. I will be there for you. I will provide. Like, whatever the promise is, no matter how big or small, and then they actually follow through with it, it blows us away because, like, 99% of the time, broken promises are around us. Broken promises are around us. There's tensions in relationships. And many times, let's just be honest, the Christmas season and the aftermath of it is when we really experience the tension in some relationships, right? Like we want those relationships to be great. We want the Christmas card family. And yet what we realize is, man, that is not my family. And by and large, it's probably not your family. There's tensions that happen in our relationships that push away at each other. We face rejections in every area of our life, whether it's from people, whether it's from a job, whether it's from from something else. We face rejections all the time. And in all these ways, you know what we can feel when we feel these tensions, when we feel these rejections, when we feel these broken promises? I think there's a way of putting it. You feel out in the cold. And that's what you could feel. You may not be temperature-wise cold, but in your heart, in your very soul, you may feel, man, I'm I'm all out on my own. I'm like uh, an infant that's vulnerable and exposed to the night air of Bethlehem without anything to wrap me. You feel out in the cold. But here's what I want you to realize, that you may feel that in, in so many areas of your life, but here's what I want you to realize, that because of this child, because of this Christ who has been born and he has been wrapped in these swaddling cloths, what he promises to you and what he shows to you is this, that you will never be out in the cold with God. You may feel out in the cold with so many other people in your life, You may feel like there's so many other broken things in your life, but here's what isn't broken, and here's what will never be broken, God's relationship with you. You will never be on the outs with the God who made you, with the God you in your very soul you know you desperately need to be right with, and this child shows you you're good with him. He's made a way for you to be in his warmth. And you may be like, man, how how do I know that? Because I don't feel that. How do I know that that's true, that God and me, we're good? Because you ask that question in a million ways. We all ask it. God, are we good? You look at all the brokenness in your life and you think, man, am I good with God? Does it feel like it? God, are we good? And Jesus says, and he proves to you, yes, you are good with God, because He has come for you. And here's how we can know. Here's how we remind ourselves of this week in and week out. We did it earlier in the service. Uh, when we come in, and one of the first things we do, specific to, particularly as Lutherans, what we do is this, is we stand up together and we, we shout in front of one another, "I'm a sinner." And you may not say any sin in particular out loud, but, but you confess, I am completely and irreparably broken. Like that's what we do week in and week out. We look around at each other and we say, I'm broken. You're broken. Sometimes it's easier to point the finger and say, you're broken. But we say it to ourselves, I'm broken. I'm a mess. And I deserve nothing from God. We come in and we do that at the very beginning of our service. Why is that? Why do we remind each other, I'm broken. You're broken. I'm a mess. I'm a sinner. You're a... Why do we do that? We do that because it's in the mess. It's in the brokenness. It's in the sin that we see God's warmth and welcome. When we recognize I deserve nothing from God, it is so amazing what we see God give us. I love how the gospel writer John, in his letter deep in the New Testament, in the book of First John, he puts it this way in 1 John chapter 4. These are some incredible words. Verse 9, he says this, in this, the love of God or the warmth of God The goodness of God was made manifest among us, was shown to us. That's what that means. Was made evident, was shown to you that you can know for certain. This is where we see the love of God, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Do you want to know what love looks like? This is what love looks like. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be, here's your $10 word, propitiation for our sins. You want to know that you're good with God? You remember, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I can't make things right with God, but here's what God has done. He has made things right with me. Through this son, Jesus, he is the propitiation. He's the payment. He is the satisfaction. He is the the transaction that makes you right with God. Uh, There's a story of of a church that for their Christmas Eve services, they were, you know, getting ready for it, kind of last-minute preparations, pastors kind of greeting some of the early people coming in. And one of the things that they needed to make sure they did is they had like a little manger display up in front of the church, and, and they didn't have the little baby Jesus in there. And they're like, hey, we got to make sure baby Jesus is in the manger. And so one of the, the families is coming in and they had a young kid. And they were like, hey, uh, here's the, the doll. Here's baby Jesus. Can you go and put him where he belongs? Can you go put him up in the front where he belongs? And the child takes the little doll representing baby Jesus. And, and the child walks down the aisle to the very front of the church. And the child walks right past the manger goes right past the manger and places the baby Jesus right in front of the cross. And they said, why why did you put baby Jesus not in the manger? Why did you put him in front of the cross? And the, the young child with wisdom that only children have says, that's where Jesus goes. Jesus goes to the cross. See, this child who was born, we celebrate it, not because it's simply a child, although all children are beautiful and amazing, aren't they? But what makes this child different, what makes this child so special is this baby is a cross baby. This baby was born to go to the cross. That was his purpose. And as he went to the cross, you know what he became? You know what he did for you? He was, as John put it, your propitiation. So that now you are covered in all of his goodness. You are covered in all of his love and all of his righteousness and all of his forgiveness. He, because this is the cross, baby, has given all that for you. And when you take that in and realize, man, this is not just any baby, but this is the cross baby for me. And he has wrapped me in in righteousness and goodness and perfection, that you are covered in that. You You know what you realize that you're actually covered in? Warmth. Because you know you're good with God. Because this cross baby came for you. But there's more. This child who is wrapped also wraps you not just in warmth, but he wraps you in safety and security. That's what ultimately he wraps you in. I mentioned earlier that really one of the key purposes of swaddling an infant is really it's about giving them protection and safety. Because without it, they are vulnerable, like, they aren't able to kind of navigate their body rightly, and they need to be protected from, from the elements, and, and, and swaddling them, wrapping them in this cloth is one way to make sure that they are safe and they are secure. And here's the thing, we, we are all, at least I think most people in this room right now, we are no longer infants, but we are still vulnerable, we are still exposed to the elements of this world. We are still having to face the dangers that are around us, dangers like cancer that we face, that we may have lost loved ones to, dangers like divorce, dangers like our own failures, <laughs> That, that we struggle to, to kind of get past and that we fall into the same trap over and over again. Dangers like that. Dangers like the greatest danger, the greatest enemy that the scriptures tell us about, the danger of death. And that's really the thing that lurks behind all of our dangers in this world. The danger of death. And that's this great tool that our our enemy, the evil one, tries to use against us. And all the different pains and losses and frustrations and difficulties, all of those really flow from that great danger, that great enemy of death. And so while we may not be these vulnerable infants any longer, we are still vulnerable people and we need to be protected. We need to be held safe. We need to be kept secure somehow. And you see, that that is why Jesus came. That is what Jesus' purpose was. His purpose was to face the evils of the world. This baby was born to face all the evils that you and I face, and ultimately to face the greatest evil and the evil one of all, to face Satan and to face death itself, that this child who was born some 2,000 years ago came to face all of the evils that you and I struggle to overcome, that one day maybe even take us in our own earthly lives. This child came to deal with that head on. I love how one of the probably most famous Christmas hymns, songs goes, Joy to the World. You guys familiar with it? You guys probably familiar with this verse. And this, I think, is probably the best line in the whole hymn, which is hard to do. It's a great hymn. But this, I think, is the best one. He comes to make his blessings flow far as what? Far as the curse is found wherever evil is jesus said i'm going there and i'm gonna i'm gonna fix it wherever death has infiltrated and infected this world how far is he going he's going as far as the curse of sin and death and evil is found and jesus said i'm going there as low as humanity has fallen jesus said i'm going there to rescue, to redeem, to protect. And that, that's why it's important to remember that this baby is, is the cross baby. Because it's on the cross, he dealt with all the evil and the injustices of the world. And he went even as far as death itself. He allowed himself to die. But it's in his death, He won. It is paradoxically through losing that he had the victory. And he proved it by rising up from death, conquering it with his resurrected life. And this child, this cross baby, became the resurrected king. And guess what? He's coming back. And when he comes back, he will not come as a lowly infant born to die. He will come as the resurrected, all powerful, reigning king. And when he comes, he's going to kick evil's butt for good. And death will be put to death. And all the injustice, all the evil will be eradicated. That is what is coming. That is what this child was born to do so that now you can know, even though you may feel like evil's winning, it won't. You may feel like the evil in your life and the evil in our world is going to overcome you, going to overcome all people, it won't. Because we have a resurrected king who is returning and he already has the victory once and for all. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans puts it this way Romans 8 37. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. If I could put kind of a Pastor Andy translation to that, um, I would put it this way that in this infant, this cross baby, you can't lose. You can't lose. I, I don't care what you're facing. I don't care how, how insurmountable it may seem, you can't lose. Now, you may not win according to the standards of the world, but here's what I know. I know that in the end, you can't lose. Because as Paul says, we are more than conquerors through Christ, through him who loved us. And we hold on to that. And we remember this, that, that if what you're in right now isn't good, can you think about a situation in your life that isn't good? I don't imagine you've got to think very long. All those things in your life that aren't good, here's what I can promise you because this Christ has come to be born for us, to die for us, to rise for us, and he's returning for us. Here's what I can promise you. I can promise you that if it is not good right now, God is not done right now. If what you're going through is not good right now, God is not done now. His work is still ongoing, and there's coming a day where it's all good, and that is secured. And when you take that in and you believe that, you can't lose. You know what that means? That means that you are safe, it means you are secure. Because nothing in this world, nobody can rob that of you. You are in the arms and the safety and the security of Jesus Christ. His warmth, his safety has wrapped you. But here's what's so amazing about it. Why he did this. You know why he did that? He didn't have to. Like, he didn't have to uh, be born and suffer and come. He didn't have to do that. Why did he do that? Why did he do that for you, for me, for for all his people? Why did he do that? Well, I think about it this way. When when a baby is born, um, there really is no love like the love of the mother to her child. Dads, we love our kids, right? We love them. We would die for them. But truly, when you see it and you see the love that that mother has for their child, there's there's like nothing like it because this woman has been carrying that child, has been knowing that child intimately for months and months. She's the only one who knows it that deeply. And she sees this child and her love surrounds it. And I want you to imagine Mary. She felt that love For her son, too. As she held Jesus, she felt that love the way a mother feels toward her child. And as amazing, as overwhelming, as ferocious as that love is, it's only a fraction of God's love for you. God's love for you is infinitely greater than even that Incredible love. And here's my question to you today. Do you believe that's true for you? That God feels that way about you? This infinite love that he's wrapped you in his warmth, he's wrapped you in security, and he's done it all because he loves you. Do you believe that? because he shows you this child to show and to prove that that's how much he loves you. And if you believe it, it'll change your life. Like, what if you really believe this? Do you think it would make you more bold in your life? I think it would. Do you think it would fill you with with more peace in your life? I think it would. Do you think that that would help you maybe sleep a little more soundly at night. I think it would as you come and you receive this incredible and infinite love that God has wrapped you in. That's what you're wrapped in. These are, these are very simple words, Jesus wrapped in swaddling cloths. It's a small, but I would say very important detail because it not only showed us what Jesus is wrapped in, but it shows us what he came to wrap you in. He's come to wrap you in the warmth of of God. He's come to wrap you in his security, his safety, his promises, and he's come to surround you and to uphold you with the love, the infinite love of God, and that's what you get. Through this child. Friends, we say Happy New Year today, but also it's still Christmas. So, friends, Merry Christmas. Amen.